0: This is so many sequels. I'm Garrett.
1: I'm Andrew. And I am David. It's, it's so little, strange about Josh.
0: I know. It, it's, it's weird whenever the, uh, the guy that normally pitches to everybody's out. Like we went all out of order. Andrew is still with second somehow. But what are you going to do? Out. Yes, Josh is out. And so are the knives, because that's what we're talking about today. That's Whoa. A pro, that is a pro transition right there. That is uh, a segue. Well done. Well done. Uh, knives out uh, 2019. Murder mystery. Who done it? Written and directed by Ryan Johnson and stars an incredible cast. Uh, just to name everyone Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna Diarmas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield. As I was writing it, I kept going, dang, these people just keep being worthy of mentioning. Uh, and then you have Christopher Plummer as well. It follows Craig as Master Detective Benoit Blanc and his investigation of the death of Harlan Thrombey and his wealthy and dysfunctional family um what does everybody think of knives out
1: you know i want to lead off by saying that you may have briefly heard us talk about knives out at various points because in my research prior to this we we kept talking about we needed to do a movie that we we were trying to find a thanksgiving movie and there's not a lot of thanksgiving movies but knives out came out thanksgiving 2019 and we all loved it and there's sort of like a general consensus that, like, this is now a Thanksgiving movie because it came out during that time of year. Yeah. Um, and um, um, we, so we kept talking about, sure, we did this podcast already, didn't we? We, we I could have, we've all could have swore we talked about Knives Out, like at length, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a combination of a few things because we haven't, we've never done a podcast about Knives Out. We talked about it a lot off pod. Right, mm-hmm. we just uh, just generally yeah, as about- movie
0: fans and just a good movie in general, I'm sure we've talked yeah. about it
1: at length. But I discovered that in our best of 2019, we talked about it for like five straight minutes, <laughs> and in our review of the Oscars uh, for 2019, we talked about Dives Out quite a lot because it was nominated for best best screenplay. Uh, so yeah. there's a there was a there was a collective bit there in the the early 2020 and uh, and, and late 2019. Where we were just talking about Knives Out a lot, and it, yeah. those, those like that, like twelve minutes of conversation collectively stuck in Garrett and my wife's memory so much that they're like, "No, you have an episode," and they like had to prove it to themselves.
2: They're <laughs> yeah. like scrolling through.
0: Yeah, when uh, when I said that, I was confident. I was like, we were trying to. The reason we're doing Knives Out is because we do consider it a Thanksgiving movie. We'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, it really was like, I swear to God, we've already done a Knives Out movie. Like, we can't do it again. We've got to pick something
1: yeah. else, but no, <laughs> no. But if you do want to hear our, uh, our 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 initial thoughts about Knives Out, go back to our Best of 2019, and you can hear a little bit of the preview. But the funny thing about that is, in that minute five minutes, we talked about how exciting it was for a you know, like a completely original movie to be in the theaters, and that's still the same feeling I have here. It's such a refreshing film, Knives Out. Um, just everything about it from top to bottom. It's a great ensemble cast it's an original story it feels like nothing else and yet feels familiar you know it takes that sort of well-worn material of a, of a, of a, a whodunit or a murder mystery and kind of turns it on its head um right away they show you what happens normally in a murder mystery you get some people established and somebody did you know dies mysteriously in the in the dark and it's trying to figure it out who it is for the rest of the time. But they show you in this movie up front who did it and kind of how they did it. So it's it immediately takes something you're comfortable with and says, OK, but we're not going to do it the same way you're used to. Right. Turns it's on its head a little bit. So now you come into this place of comfort, but now you're kind of uncomfortable. Like you don't know how it's going to like that first time you watch it. You're like, well, now I, I have no idea how this is going to end because I'm on the now kind of I'm on the side of the, the criminal I guess, you know you're watching it you're you're in it with Anna de Armus and you don't want her to get caught. Normally, in a murder mystery, you're all with the detective and you're like, oh how are they how, looking for clues, how are they going to figure it out? But you're kind of sitting and going like, oh man, I hope Anna can figure out, I hope Marta can figure out how to not get caught. Um, it's such a different um, movie, so exciting, and uh, I can't wait to talk about uh how it uh it's kind of spawned its own uh se- series now <laughs> uh, okay.
2: yeah so <clears throat> on the on the subject of on the subject of who done and mysteries and murder mysteries normally what we get is like we get this it's like a hard brooding genre and it takes itself very seriously um this although it's a although it's a murder mystery it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of like it, it's a comedy like it's a comedy of like of like watching everything unfold and just how quirky and how messed up this family is when they realize oh my god we don't have anything anymore and it's all around just an absolute delight to see a movie like this come out because we don't get movies like these too often. You know, this is something that's totally original. It's not based on anything. And it's just a good old fashioned time. There's nothing There's nothing that you can say like, well, you know, uh, it shifts the political territory or there's, there's something that is trying to like spread out or any, like, like an agenda or anything. It's trying to like spread out. What we're seeing here is we're just seeing what's going on here. What's going on here. Somebody in the room committed a murder and it needs to be solved. It's an all around fun film. The fact that we're still talking about it two years later proves the fact it proves that it still has like legs to stand on because most murder mysteries, most murder mysteries don't do that. They don't, they just don't do that. And the fact that we don't have that anymore is one kind of a shame too. I hope this kind of kickstart something. So I, uh, this is very reminiscent of like thirties, like, like, like thirties and forties movie mysteries, especially with like Charlie Chan and, uh, just some other things like that. Uh, but yeah, like this is, this is something that I really, really enjoyed when it came out. Um, I do want to talk about the Thanksgiving movie here in a little bit, but for now, I'm going to conclude it with. This is one of my favorite movies of the last decade.
1: I think
0: that I mean,
1: yeah, I, I don't want to spend too much time. That's very interesting, Andrew, because it was not in your top ten movies of 2019. Uh, interesting. No, I'll just I'll just leave that there. Here's so that here's it, my, oh, it was oh. only in Josh and I's top okay. ten of 2019. <laughs> wow. Well, to that podcast so call that
2: uh, well shots Inter- fired yeah uh, how about that,
1: <laughs> how about well, no. that? better than apollo 10 or whatever <laughs> uh yeah i well,
0: don't want to the- spend too much time on the fact that this is a great movie um i don't really have much else to say other than that um but i do i do want to jump into the mystery movie stuff because that is a genre that i very much enjoy um yeah. gr- growing up I, I watched Clue just, you know, whenever, anytime, <laughs> any moment, I would turn on Clue and I would watch As a it little boy it. should. And I am realized, I don't think I realized how, you know how whenever you're a kid, you're, you're, you're forming things and impression and, and like things just kind of stick that you don't know stick. Anytime that yes. I turn on Clue, I can easily recite every single word of that movie to a T. I can't do that mm. in general. And I don't think I realize I can do that. Um, so mm. I, I just really enjoyed Uh, this genre. And I I think that this has really put a lot of emphasis on it. But I think that if you look before that, it was already kind of in a revitalization stage. This was just like the shock that brought people back because you had the rebirth of murder on the Orient express, um, you know, through, you've had various others, but I think that one kind of started it. And this one really was like, Oh, this can be a thing again. Cause since then you've had, you know, Adam Sandler's uh, murder mystery on Netflix there's another one that's come out recently uh, that was produced by like IFC called um, werewolves within or something like that and it was another kind of murder mystery type thing um and you know I found a list that I was a little unsatisfied with it's got like seven and rear window and and some and memento and some of those things and I agree but you know this one it, it's been so long since we've had any kind of Try to figure it out yourself. And I think that is what I really enjoy about this movie. And and the, the downside of that is, you know, it loses a little bit of fun when you know how it actually ends. You don't get to solve the murder. But the things like Knives Out and Clue that they do really well is that they just give you a good movie and a good time, despite the fact that you know how it actually is going to end after the first time you see it. It's still yeah. entertaining to watch this movie. I don't care about the ending i care about the whole story and same thing with clue clue provides me fun humor i know how Mm -hmm. it's going to end it's got three different endings so like Mm -hmm. it it does a good job of just being like a fun time and sometimes if a movie is reliant on who did it it's not as much fun to continue watching it but knives out is
1: yeah a little bit of a window there further into the 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 depths of garrett's mind we knew good burger we knew crank Now we know clue is another key factor in that cog that (laughs) creates the Garrett brain.
0: Absolutely, and uh, probably the biggest, really.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the foundational piece that the two cog, the other two cogs turn. Um, So, um, you know, uh, yeah, but you're right. um, You know, recently I would consider, you know, there, there's, 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 there's elements of the genre that uh, obviously exist also in the horror franchise. Um, At times, you look at movies like uh, like even The Invisible Man, which has that kind of like mystery component to it. Um, Recently on Netflix, you had uh, Enola Holmes uh, come out and uh, that that is dipping into that Sherlock Holmes level of kind of mystery movie. Um, And I think what really helps Knives Out stand out, um, as you can tell, I, I think we all just really love it. But um, is that, like you said, Garrett, it's not just the murder mystery part that it stands on. It's a really good like, character piece, too, because you have this family that is this kind of rich, uh, for lack of a better word, rich white family. And they have their own eccentricities and differences. You know, they're not all necessarily politically aligned, but they are motivationally aligned against our protagonist Marta when the shoe drops that she's getting their inheritance and now all of a sudden you have you know rich goop selling liberals and Trump supporting uh, uh you know uh right wingers coming together in unity against the minorities now it's a uh, it's 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 a sad truth but there's a you know there's an interesting character piece and commentary and it's you know, I remember seeing it in the theater and there's a scene in the movie where the two are the the, the two sides are clearly debating politics and they're clearly debating um, a former president. And you can see and hear laughing in the audience of people nudging each other of like that feels like our family dynamic of, um, you know, we don't all agree, but we all still we're all still family and. Um, the running gags of none of them really know where she, you know, her and her family's from. She's from Guatemala. She's from Argentina. She's from Brazil, whatever, you know, it is. Um, and then also just, there's this um, doubt to be laughed out, the charming uh, relationship between. Uh, 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 Christopher Plummer as. Uh, um, oh, what's his, I forgot his first name. Harlan. As something. Harlan. Harlan, Harlan Thromby <clears throat> And, uh, and all I can think of was Hugh Harlan Thromby. And, uh, and Marta, it's uh, you really get the sense of a family feel in the movie, even when that family is kind of a bunch of jerks. Um, I love the line from uh, uh, from Benoit Blanc where uh, he talks about a will reading. It's kind of like a, a community theater version of, a, of, of like a, a tax, uh, some, something about taxes. I can't remember what it was now. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, the characters really keep you coming back because they're Mm -hmm. so funny. They're also um, perfectly fleshed out and there's always new things being revealed about them. You know, there's more than one, there's more than just the murder mystery. There's a lot of little things being slowly dipped out about all the characters throughout the movie. So With,
0: with an ensemble cast, you can run the risk of not enough people getting enough time and somehow they do a really good job of balancing it to where you really do get, An idea for how these people are just in general. I mean, like, over, like, they do such a good job of letting everybody shine in their own way. um, And you don't feel like anybody is left out at any point in time. Andrew, you're always big on character studies.
2: Yes. um, I'm glad you brought that up because the thing is, is that, yeah, like, you have, I don't know how many characters are in this. I want to say, like, I'm talking about main characters. Okay. <laughs> all right. There you say it. Feels like it. Uh, yeah. Feel, yeah. Feels like it. But like <laughs> the thing is, is that, yeah, you're right. It does a great job in that balancing act. And that can be hard. That can be incredibly hard. But you've, you know, just enough to try to get to know each and every person and, and get to know each and every background and try to establish that type of uh, relationship. And we know for a fact, we know for a fact that like Benoit Blanc Benoit Blanc is we're we're essentially trying to be Benoit Blanc because he's studying everybody at this point. He's studying everybody. And the, I think the one standout character I will say is Anna D'Armas because she, she like, that was, I would say that's a very tough role because we it's don't her first know major her, role also yeah her first major role and it's it's it was tough for her i feel like i feel like it was very tough for her because she has this thing of like well this can i'm either in on this or i'm not and you kind of it kind of leaves you guessing up until the very end and i enjoyed i enjoyed like seeing her in this i'm like wow she's actually done a really good job you know every one of them did really good, did a really good job the only thing i would say is that chris evans's character hugh was a little too one-dimensional like because everybody always says well, he's the asshole in this group. everybody calls him an asshole and then he ends up being the killer spoiler alert true story uh he ends up being the killer. And to me, that was just a tiny bit of a letdown. I was, I don't know why, but I was hoping for a little bit more of a twist because I'm just like, well, we're kind of establishing that he is the bad guy. Oh, wait a second, he is the bad guy. So but yeah.
0: I and I I understand that, and I do agree that it is pretty obvious that he is involved. But I think the bigger twist is that he was foiled, right. So I think yeah. I think the twist itself is that nothing happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like he tried, but nothing really happened. What you saw at yeah. the beginning ends up being what happened, uh, to an yeah. extent. To an extent. Um, but I think that in itself is the twist. Is that I think the, yeah. the story is bigger than Who Done It overall. I think it is a Who Done It story, but I think it's a bigger thing of like, you know, you're a jerk and you try to do things your way but like you still get outsmarted by do, by people who are doing the right thing. And so yeah. yeah. Ana de Armas, like Altman Go ahead, David.
1: Oh, I was going no, I was going to just agree with you. Like ultimately, yeah, the story comes down to that idea of an an idea that sometimes we don't always feel but we I think what everybody wants to believe is that ultimately good people will win out over bad people over deceptive people because you know i mean it, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that they focus in on them while Blanc and on Armas really hard when he says you know you did not mix up those drugs because you are a good nurse like you yeah. are you are what everybody has always claimed you were you knew that you would get you knew the medicine even without seeing so like you can you know, like, you've done nothing wrong in this entire situation. And that is not clear for the entire movie. That aspect is kind of the, that's the revealing twist, is because you're watching it this entire time, and even if you kind of think, like, I think Ransom has something to do with this. I think think he did. You still think to yourself, but she did mix up those drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, and she thinks she mixed up those drugs the whole time. And so that revelation is such a sigh of relief for her and for the audience of like the person we were rooting for really didn't do anything wrong she was just she was just a part of it and you feel kind of used feel such a relief for her that's the big that's the big reveal that's the big twist Is not necessarily that ransom was involved because i think yeah it might be kind of obvious you know ransom shows up and he kind of has this attitude he has this uh, he gives off this you know this bravado of being kind of a dick and it turns out he is Um, yeah i mean they're giving it to
0: you the whole time so i mean they're (laughs) like this guy's a dick he delivered on his promise every waking moment of every waking minute that they described him that way
1: you know Um, and they try to challenge that by having him seem like he's on her side and stuff and, and you know yeah yeah
0: but so i i agree i think that it is obvious that he is involved but i think that the bigger twist of the fact that she that she foiled him by just doing her job as like a, a good person and a nurse messed everything up for him every step of the way. Um, and I think that is the bigger thing is that finally the asshole that we're told is an asshole got something coming to him. Like he finally got the justice he deserves. It didn't go his way. He didn't end up killing him this way. And he's the one that got in trouble for it.
1: Yeah, man. And in the
0: process, he messed up the whole family who are also a bunch of jerks who finally got what yeah. they got
1: coming to him. Yeah, and, and and he, but you know, let's not also leave out he did kill that other person. He kills uh, Fran, the housekeeper. Yes, he also did so, kill Fran, which was is 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 one of those moments in a theater where the entire audience is like, I remember sitting there like when she when she he you know throws up on him, and the audience like collectively realized oh, she was lying, you know, Fran's you know and she's like Fran's dead, and he's like. I mean, the, the him grabbing the knife, the whole thing, the slow-mo, everything about it, the, the the slow realization that it is, in fact, a fake knife, which echoes what Harlan said towards the beginning of the movie is, like, these people are so pampered, they can't tell the difference between a prop knife and a real one. You know, it, it's this uh, great uh, a symb- symbology. And then just the whole audience, quietly watching, and then, you know, Jim just go. Shit. <laughs> then he gets back, like, it's, such a, it's such a it's such an Andrew Nichols type moment. Uh, long silence and then curse word. Uh, it, it was very, it's 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 such a perfect uh, little moment. Andrew, what else you got? Anything?
2: Um no. Uh, there is uh the one thing I real I will say that I loved was uh was Harlan and who who was uh, Marta's Harlan and Marta's like their, their relationship. They had friendship that they had. And the fact that like Marta was freaking the hell out when she found out that she mixed up the drugs and in the, in the process of it, Harlan just pulls out his notebook and he starts scribbling down notes for his next book. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, you just can't quit. So I I thought that was really funny. I thought that was really funny. I thought that it like, I thought that the pace, like I'm jumping around a little bit. I thought the pacing of the movie was perfect, and it didn't feel like two hours. It just it's it flowed very smoothly. I have to I have to commend Ryan Johnson for this because he's not a stranger to whodunits. He's not a stranger to this genre. If I can recommend any movie, if I can recommend any movie that was by like a mystery film at all. uh, It's also by Ryan Johnson. It's called brick Hmm. and it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it is incredibly good. It is Ryan is Ryan Johnson's breakout movie. It's the movie that he, that, that made him who he is. And he knows like he knows what he's doing in that genre. He knows what he's doing in it. And that's the one thing that like, that's the one movie that made him like, oh, hey, let's take a look at it. So he knows how to that, like
0: I will say that Brick has shown up on several of the lists that I looked at for like who done in movies as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brick is just absolutely amazing. And it's well, we... very well written and very well spoken.
1: Well, we'd be remiss to not talk about the fact that um, after the movie came out and and this is in that same 2019, we talk about how so great this is an original movie. And we're like, you know, we're we're all equally because there were rumors. There were already rumors on the fence of the idea of a sequel to Knives Out because we're all sitting here going like, I love that it's like a, a completely out of nowhere thing. Yeah, and then we were all but we we're all like, and I would love to see I would kind of love to see more, but I also don't want to see it get watered down or somehow become in caught up in this world of franchises and stuff. And there'd be like knives out 10, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years from now or whatever. I hope so we were, what
0: I would really like him to do. And maybe he is because, you know, it is an anthology thing. Right. So it's always perfect. going to be something different. So I, I, I kind of hope that he is doing an Agatha Christie type thing where as long as the stories are original, I don't necessarily care if Benoit Blanc is a central figure, right? He can solve his murders, but right. like they, I feel like they would still be, and we can, we can have this discussion, uh, an original movie because he is coming up with all new characters outside of Benoit Blanc. He's coming up with his own original stories. And so while you do have a different figure or you have a, a central figure, you have different surroundings. And so I would hope that instead of like Knives Out 2, I don't know what the upcoming movie title is going to be or is if it's already been confirmed, but I, I mean, certainly hope that it's not Knives Out 2. And I, hope, I would hope that it would be like a different title, but I pro- it's probably not.
1: I think this is where we got the other bit of conversation that you may remember, um, Garrett, is that uh, uh, we, when it was announced earlier this year, we talked about Netflix buying the rights to Knives Out, well, to two Knives Out sequels uh 450 million dollars netflix paid so one of the highest if i think it's the highest to date amount of money paid for rights to a a movie franchise and so uh in the near future we will be getting knives out two and knives out three maybe different title different things uh my suggestion was the other shoe i think that's a you know i was trying to think of other like uh, uh, uh common idioms that we use because in the movie he uses he talks about the phrase you're all uh, buzzards at the table, knives out and beaks open, or something like that. And uh, I was trying to think of other like idioms like that. And I was like, I was like, you know, when the other shoe drops, I was like, oh, he caught the other shoe. I don't know. I'm trying to give like things to come up with here, but like, who knows? Ryan names it whatever he wants it to. Um, huge, huge, huge. And, um, you know, we've talked about the cast a little bit. We have all collectively been freaking out for like a year um, over different casting announcements. Leslie Odom Jr., Catherine Hahn. Edward Norton, uh, I think Dave Batiste is in this thing. Um, oh, who else, who else, there was somebody else.
0: Yeah, anyway. they've, they, It's <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's another A-list stacked cast. Um, I mean, it's, they've got big people coming in.
1: And that is something I can support in terms of a, 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 a franchise is regular uh, modern takes on the murder mystery genre with a stellar cast and, a, and, the, and the constant of, Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Uh, continually coming back. I'm all for that. Hopefully this next one takes place on a boat or something, you know, uh, uh <laughs> something different. Yeah,
0: because we know we're never gonna get that Agatha Christie movie that was has been delayed several times and has oh, a man. hammer in it. One so of my, that movie one of my will never see the
1: light of day 20... <laughs> One of my most anticipated of 2020s. And now it's got it's got cannibal army hammer and anti vaxer Letitia Wright in it. And who knows if that movie's ever going to come out?
0: I know it is not politically speaking uh, friendly right now, so
1: we'll see. We'll see what happens. No, and
0: I, be a, you know, it,
2: hey, hey, it'll be like straight to DVD in Walmart or something.
0: I'd watch right, it straight, straight to
1: straight to.
2: I wouldn't tell
0: anybody I'd watched it, but I watched it. Um, before we get into the box office stuff, I just want to hit on a couple of things. Yes. Uh, Benoit Blanc, one of the greatest original characters in recent memory, in my opinion. Uh, he is so good. So funny. A donut hole inside a donut hole is one of my favorite things ever. It's so funny. It, with The way that he thinks and processes It is so good. I think that, in my opinion, as someone who hasn't watched James Bond until recently, go watch those or listen to those episodes... Uh, Benoit Blanc has surpassed Daniel Craig's version of James Bond, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a fun thing. And then I also noticed this watch around to add to the dynamic of the family dysfunction. Whenever he's going, whenever they're going through at the beginning and recounting the birthday, uh, I enjoy the fact that it changes who is standing next to Harlan every single time that someone's recounting it to make them feel like they are the most important person yeah. in his lives. And it was very funny to see that uh, develop. I hadn't noticed that in the past.
1: Yeah, that's such a fun little like every, how everybody views themselves and they, in, in the narrative, you know? Uh, so good, so good. What were the words of the Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom? That...
0: <laughs> so many great ones. So good. <laughs> well, uh, let's move over to the box office now. We're getting a little old in time. That's true, that's true.
1: Knives Out is, uh, so Knives Out opened November 27th, of 2019, not that long ago. Uh, Knives Out is one of those movies that holds a unique uh, place in that it is a very, very successful movie at the box office and yet was never in the number one spot. Knives Out opened uh, number two. I'm going to get a little complicated here, but I'll try to simplify it. So since it opened on Thanksgiving weekend, that's a technically a five-day weekend because it opened on a Wednesday. So its its five-day total was $41 million for its opening five-day weekend. Its three-day total, which is just that Friday to Sunday, was $26 million. Now, Knives Out could have had that number one spot. It had the unfortunate task of opening up against Frozen 2, mm. which in its second weekend brought in a, a lot, $125 million over that same five-day period. Uh, right behind it, in number three, another movie I really like, Ford versus Ferrari.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And number four, another movie I know the crowd here really likes, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And at number five, you have Queen and Slim, bringing in sixteen million. Twenty nineteen a- was a banger year for movies, y'all. It was a good great year. year. Yeah. Great year for movies. Like what a what a slam dunk. Uh, the movie uh, uh, Knives Out would go on to make a collective. Uh, sorry, I lost the, I lost my number here. If we go on and make, I'm sorry, $165 million in the U.S., $146 million overseas for a worldwide total of $311 million, which is pretty good on a $40 million budget. Um, they didn't really make a lot of merchandise for it, so I, I, I don't know how it did in terms of merchandising, but yeah, I think that those home video sales are really good as well. Plus, uh, you know, now with Netflix paying, like Netflix is just, just churning over money to Ryan Johnson, saying, hey, make more of these. Mm. uh on the year um knives out would finish in the where is it here 165 knives out would finish in the number 15 spot for 2019 not really not too bad of a finish especially for an original film even the original films did pretty good that year the highest grossing original film of 2019 was us which uh brought in 175 million number one movie of 2019 i don't have to i don't have to speculate with you we all know it's avengers endgame Mm. Uh, number two, it's Andrew's favorite movie of 2019, The Lion King, the CG remake uh, that he gave a whopping three stars. And uh, if we can, you can go back to our mid-year of 2019 to listen to Andrew's glowing review for that. And number three, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And number four, Frozen 2. And a number five, Toy Story 4 is a big year. I want to say, though, like we said, 2019, banger year. Even the movies that were like Oscar nominated actually did really well at the box office. Because *Knives Out* was the number fifteen movie of the year. *1917* was the seventeenth highest-grossing movie of the year. Uh, *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood* was a number twenty. Uh, you had movies like, uh, um, you had movies like, uh, uh, um, shoot, uh, *Ford versus Ferrari* made over a hundred million dollars um, as well. So it was a pretty good movie, even for like the Oscar contenders that year. Yeah. Um, I'll wrap it up there. It's uh, I'm interested to see where the future takes us in terms of Knives Out. We won't be having box office stats for that. But Netflix, has recently, started releasing highest uh, streams for a given week. So we'll have to see how Knives Out finishes that first week. I will also predict that this will have
0: it. this will have some box office numbers because Netflix will release it in theaters because they do want it to be an Oscar movie.
1: Yeah, that could happen. That really could. That could happen. We could see a little a little bump there, too. Yeah. Uh, well, so you're, let's. Uh, you're, leading the, you're leading the letterbox game. So. Yeah, I am leading the letterbox
0: game. So for those of you that are just listening for the first time, letterbox is a great app that we use <coughs> to rate movies uh, and be a part of a big giant film community. We all have uh, our own personal accounts. So many sequels has a personal account as well that we use. Um, we try to guess the closest to the star rating on a one to five scale. So. Uh, you guys can just uh, take a guess. What do you think? Where does the Letterbox community land on Knives Out? So
1: I- I'm going to guess it's like a 3.7. 3.7 from... Devin. I think it's higher than that, but I'm going to guess that the haters have lowered. Okay. okay.
2: I'm going to go with 4.2. 4.2.
0: Very close. Close game, but one winner. is Andrew. Knives Out has a 4.0 on- Oh, Letterboxd. good.
1: Good for, good for Knives Out. It can be hard to get a 4.0
0: score on Letterboxd,
1: so it is it one is. that people enjoy. It is. I'm surprised it hasn't been lowered down by, you know, a lot of times a really good movie, you know, get those really high reviews, and then a bunch of people will see it, like, years later and go, what was all the fuss about this about? And then they'll, like, lo- give it low ratings. Uh, I would never do such a thing. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But what do we give it our
0: own personal score? What do we think? This is a five, five stars all of
1: the
2: sudden from Andrew
1: Yes, I uh, that I he loves that. but didn't put in his top 10. not in his top ten for 2019
2: though. Now, uh, listen, in retrospect, I was wrong. I'm oh, going to no. go ahead. It's long, if you can admit it, wrong. then I'll, I'll I'll accept it, it and move on.
1: It, it was not in Garrett's top ten. <laughs> I also believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yes, but I but but I, Garrett also had 70 movies in his uh, top in his in his list that year. Um. He, this man rated like Toy Story four like nineteen or something like that. I didn't like Toy Story um,
0: four. <laughs> I don't. I don't did like it, Toy Story four, but I didn't like Toy.
1: Story. It was something like that. Josh was like, Josh was like, uh, Josh was like, had some movie that he was like, "This is a great movie," but I had to put it at number twenty seven because that's how many movies are on my list. Um, uh, I'm going to also give it. I looked back at what I gave it. I'm also going to give it five stars. This is definitively one of my favorite movies.
0: Names that was my number ten. Thank you very much. Oh, at least on my I, list now. I may
1: have, re- I may that, have re- revamped That it. may have been changed. I, I, I have you on. I have you on audio. I believe I that. I'm sure I, I changed it.
0: I'm, I go back and
1: <laughs> I go back and adjust. It's true. I, I do too. Uh, Rise of Skywalker has been sort of migrating down my list of 2020.
2: I think yeah. he called it 2019. Yeah, yeah. we it 11 in 2019.
1: Interesting. What
0: do you got, Andrew? What's yours? I already said it. Oh, you did. Mine yeah, is a, uh, I, then. I go 4.5. I forgot. I don't know yes. what the average is so uh uh, it's probably like a 4.7 yeah yeah like we'll figure it out um that's it guys we're done oh my goodness we did it no josh
1: and we we made it through
0: yeah we've got uh this is our little thanksgiving episode hope you all hope everybody's uh having fun with their families if you're listening to this with your family thanks (laughs) cool that's weird but cool um we've got christmas coming up we don't, uh, we haven't announced any of our movies yet, but we always enjoy Christmas time. We're going to get some great holiday movies in here and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Follow us on our so many sequels social media accounts. I don't know what they are, but Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I'm sure we're all there. Letterboxd, of course, as well. So many sequels.com, I think, has it all. So, and then you make sure you, you follow and subscribe. Give us a review, five stars, just like uh, Knives Out almost was. I ruined the party, but whatever.
1: Yeah, we already have two five-star reviews on iTunes. So if you uh, would like to join in on that, help us stay a five-star podcast. So We
0: will see you next week uh, with whatever we've got coming up. Follow us and you'll find out too.
2: Bye.